Hi everyone, and welcome to the 139th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hi guys! And Sabrina! Hi guys! We have Kingdom Hearts 3 news! Ah! Yay! I can't believe it! Can you believe it? It's, it's, it's like Christmas came early for us. You know what they say, don't stop believing. Hey, I never stop believing. That is the most important thing. Don't stop believing and don't think twice. Oh, uh, he he did it. He, he went just there. started it. We just started this. So, uh, so I have a few goals for myself during this podcast. Uh, one one of the goals for myself is I'm gonna try not to scream too much, but I I want you to guys to know and rest in assurance that internally I am consistently screaming internally for every one of these announcements i am i am screaming almost. and you're not alone at that too i, I exactly was, uh, My heart i was going crazy i was actually in a i was in like multiple kingdom hearts discord server channels yeah i was just like jumping back and forth here and everybody's screaming freak out it was pretty hilarious yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. my my experience was I, I came back home and then I watched the trailer and then my mouth was solidly just jaw drop open the whole time. And the last time I remember that happened was uh, when this game was announced. So that's yeah, that that's a thing. So I, what was I doing? I was in bed. <laughs> I was in bed like, oh, uh, well, yeah, for you, it was really Twitter. late. Yeah, it was 3 a.m. for me. What time was it for you, Chur? It was like what twelve? Yeah, it was like twelve. Like it ended at twelve twenty. Said that in the trailer wow. dropped like at twelve twenty five. Yeah, I saw, something I, like that. I had I was on like the the Square Enix Japan page and the Kingdom Hearts YouTube pages, and as soon as it dropped, boom, it was done. I I posted it and I was like, it's over. We have it. <laughs> I was happy. I was like, exactly. I'm gonna go to bed now after watching it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We release every Tuesday, rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes Store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. We have a two-segment show today, our first segment being obviously the D23 News Yay. extravaganza. Woo. And finally, we have a question segment, which will be featuring questions that we got from Nico Gonzalez. He sent us a bunch of questions about D23, and I was like, all right, like all these other, like not, not, to, not to bash on anyone else who sent us questions, but Nico, he, he came through, he got us a bunch of D23 related questions. So this 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 one episode is going to be a D23 special. You know, I, I figured it would be most appropriate to answer these questions because they're all D23 related on this episode. Uh, all of your other questions I love so much because they are uh, non-episode and non-timing specific. So I can answer them on any episode and I definitely appreciate that. So thank you. Uh, so anyway, in the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FF 
KH Union. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. And let me just mention, by the way, that uh, because we are a sister show of Final Fantasy Union, if you are a fan of Final Fantasy Union as well, by supporting the Patreon, you not only support Kingdom Hearts Union, but you also support Final Fantasy Union. So you're supporting two great podcasts that come out every week. So just pointing that out there. So, uh, moving on, our Patreon executive producers for this episode are as follows. We have Blue Machine, who is at Blue Machine on Twitter, Lewis James, Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Chris Morales, Eric Decker, who is at Choco Taco, Jonathan Gonzalez, who is at Oh It's Just Johnny, Marcus Karnecki, Michael Graham, and Churro, if you could take these next few. We got Thorn Bolin at Massacre 23. Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58, Billy Jackson at underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews at Doomster73, Dustin Smith, John McRae, Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J, Josh McNabb, Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. And Sabby, if you take these last ones. We have Mario Herker, Mike, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail, Miles Ribbans, Mohamed Quayam, Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack95, Rachel Casterton at Erba Yoon Ray, Richard Holman at Vex Lennon, Tyson Wallman at Ty Wallman 1, Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron 5000, Zach Porter at Porter Paradox, and Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels. Alrighty, and be a part of the show. Please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And if you have a bunch of questions to ask, and I'm sure you do because of all the information that's come out, please send them all in the same email, and that's just fine, and we'll get to them at some point. Alrighty, so moving on to the news! Yes! Woo! Finally! I've been waiting for this since uh, July of last year. <laughs> I uh, don't remind me, but yes, that is true. Yes, we we went from D twenty three to D twenty three, but at least we're back with some news. So let's get to the the, the main big announcement: the fact that uh, at D twenty three there was the big fan event, and then at that fan event uh, they made several announcements. Uh, the biggest parts of those announcements were two trailers that were released. Uh, the first trailer officially revealed Monsters, Inc. as a world. So <laughs> that confirms the leaks were real. <laughs> see, 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 well, 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 here's my question. Did they yes. announce Monsters, Inc. because they kind of had no choice? Or mm. was it going to be that plan already? So I have a theory. A game theory. There we go. And the theory is, (laughs) the theory is that the reason uh, all of that content was in that particular folder was because I think Square Enix just generally has been polishing up those worlds. And part of the reason is because they wanted to show it in a trailer recently. Or, or, or you know, in, in recent, in a reasonable amount of time. So I think it's kind of a little bit of both. Uh, that they were working really hard on Monsters Inc., and they were working really hard on Toy Story, and they're working hard on Rapunzel and all that stuff. And because of that working, them working hard, all of that content appeared on that server. Which, by the way, if you guys didn't know, that server, uh, it seems like that content came. 
uh, by way of uh, an outsource company, not naming any names of who, who it was, but uh, so if they're outsourcing heavily to that company and that stuff's on that server, one of the reasons that might have been the case was because they were already planning on re- revealing it via a trailer, which I believe they were. So that's just my opinion. I don't think it was... I don't think they their hands were forced. I think their hands were shown early, if you get what I mean. The, the, their thing that they were planning on showing anyway was shown early, as opposed to uh, something was shown early and they decided, all right, we'll just show it. Yeah. That, that's what I think happened. Um, that's, that makes and sense. And I will say, I will say, uh, in addition, and, and, and part of the reason I believe that is because in addition to the Monsters, Inc. stuff, uh, on that site uh, or on, on that uh, in, in that in that server, some of the files were not related to Monsters Inc. They were related to Toy Story, and some of the references and the images that were there, which by the way, I actually saw some of the reference images. Those were uh, taken off the site, uh, or those were extracted from the site. Some reference images that they used for Toy Story and. A lot of them were referring to things like uh, a playpen, referring to things like childhood, uh, like early childhood toys and things like that. And you'll see in that trailer, one of the areas they go to is like a, you know, kind of like a preschool type area or it has like a preschool type vibe to it. We don't know that they're going to a preschool in Toy Story in the Toy Story world, but I'm just saying that in the leaks... They had stuff that referred to preschool stuff, and there are there is like preschool age toys in this trailer. That's what leads me to think that they were working on all this content, and that's why it was on there on that server to be seen. And that's you know that sort of preview of what the trailer was going to be. Yeah. So that that that's that that's the main thing. So uh, just a couple things about. Uh, the Monsters Inc. world. Uh, we got to finally see up close and personal the Monsters Inc. designs for Sora, Donald, Goofy. Uh, what do you guys feel about Sora's design? Churro, what do you think? I think it's cute. To me, he he looks like a cat with his mouth the way it is. You know? Yeah. But, he, but and the hair too. The hair, you know, like it's it's, it's got the soreness to it. But he also looks kind of like emo-ish too. It reminds me of a Muppet. Uh, yes, exactly. Like specifically, <laughs> Muppet, exactly. specifically of a Muppet. And because he because he's pantless too. He's got no pants on. I could see like his mouth like opening like halfway through his head, like being a, a flat egg shape and just flapping open like Muppets. Oh my do. god! So that's 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 how Muppet like he looks to me. Uh, Sabby, how do you feel about Sora's look? I don't know. Okay, I think because like I, I I'm very biased towards how Sora looks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, like I yeah. will say, uh, when I saw the leaks originally, and we kind of got a look at Sora, I hated it a lot more then. Now I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah, it's okay. No, like I I felt exactly the same way as well. Um, well, yeah. well, we never I, got to see Sora's face I'm all, I'm or anything also, like that, so it's kind of hard to judge, anyways. Yeah, we didn't we didn't see Sora's this face. This is behind also, with his tail. Also, in the trailer, we saw him in a transformed state, like he was in a dry form, and we didn't know that. I'm a lot more relieved now that we see that his default color is that gray color. I definitely appreciate that color a lot more. Yes. So that much I like. 
How do you feel about Donald and Goofy? Donald looks kind of cool. Donald is cool. Goofy is like really cool. I love Goofy. Goofy, he looks so dumb. He's weird, but like I just, it's I don't know. For some reason, he looks kind of out of more zombie like. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna like fix him up a bit more. Because because when you when you look at Goofy from the leaks and then you look at him through the trailer, you could tell you know they they did a little bit more to him. But I'm wondering if they're gonna do a little bit more to him. Putting pictures of of Goofy on Twitter is like killing me. Yeah, yeah. I I like Goofy, but I like him because he looks kind of weird. He kind of looks like an alien. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny that uh, in the trailer, uh, Boo, the, the little girl, she calls Donald Mike Wazowski I know, it's so because cute. he because because he has one yeah. eye. So I guess for her, she's like anything with one it's eye is Mike Wazowski. It is so cute. I've that's, never that's like awesome. was freaking out over Monsters Inc. until Boo was there. Yeah. And it, oh my gosh, it's awesome. adorable. Love it. Yeah. Okay, just one minor graphical complaint about Boo. What? I think her hair is a little. I, I think her hair is a little bit too flatly shaded. I think it should be like maybe a little bit. There should be a little bit of sheen to it, and maybe a little bit of something to it. Because like if you look at it in the trailer, based on the way the lighting is going, all all of the lighting kind of makes it kind of look flat and just like this flat dark brown color and it kind of ruins her character thank you judging a bit early i'm always judging what do you think what do you think i'm just saying look i'm judging i am judging based on what they're presenting me and i will say good good on them for putting that disclaimer at the beginning that all the images and footage and gameplay that you're seeing is all work in progress i think it's directed specifically at me i'm just saying to me specifically it should just be like to whom it may concern, uh, parentheses Brandon, <laughs> all all footage and gameplay is temporary. And then I will say, to whom it may concern, parentheses Square Enix, uh, based on what you showed me, based on your current level of work in progress, I'm just going to point out that Boo's hair is a little bit flat. Just I saying. can think of uh, Sully's. Okay, so Sully's fur, some people don't like it. I like I it. I don't. Um. I'm weird. okay with it. I actually I th- liked it. I, I think they could do a little bit more with it. And what I would want from it is I would want just a little bit more variation. I want more like maybe a, a few longer strands of fur because right now all the fur is the same length. Uh, I think part of the reason they're doing that is an optimization uh, because uh, in, in a lot of uh, computer graphic stuff, when you have a lot of repeating stuff, you can sort of clump it together in the renderer and just render it in one pass. Uh, so that can be a lot faster. So having variation might cost way more. But I would say if they can add any other variation to his fur, my suggestion would to be to add some longer strands in some certain areas just to break up his silhouette a little more. I'm thinking specifically kind of in the uh, in the shoulder area, maybe on the arms near the elbow, uh, just to make his stuff a little bit more flowy and dynamic and not look as clean. Uh, but I think overall I do like it, and I, I know in cutscenes it's a little harsh, where I really like seeing it is in gameplay. Yeah. Specifically, 
in the part where they're running outside in the nighttime scene and the spotlight hits them, Sully's fur looks perfect. There's subsurface scattering, so when it hits it, there's like this halo of white that white light that pierces through his fur and it looks so good and so dynamic so in gameplay i think sully looks really good and obviously that's like that's probably where they should be focusing most of their attention i think they can do a little bit more work on his cutscene model you know i'm not sure if there's any difference between his gameplay and cutscene i'm sure there are but if there's anything to do with sully i would say try to vary it up uh, I want to see longer strands because in the real Sully from the movie, uh, his his fur's a lot longer in, in certain areas. It's it's wispy. Not many strands of his fur come out that long, but some do, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. Is I would like a couple of maybe some wispy strands that come out to sort of clean him up a little bit. But personally, I'm fine with him. Mike looks fine. Uh, yeah. For for me so far, I really love what they've shown of Monsters Inc. And it's what I think is amazing is when we compare what we saw in the leak to what we're seeing now, it is so much more polished. Everything about it is so much more polished. Uh, apparently, those shots from the leak uh, were dated around I want to say like May of last year. Oh wow! So this is like this is like back in. You know, that, that, that's several months ago. So this is a lot of polish that has been done since that's then. Good. So that's good. All right. So uh, next thing I want to talk about is we finally got some real footage of Rapunzel's world. Yay. Yay. I'm happy. Tangled. I love Rapunzel. Yeah. So uh, we finally got to see more Rapunzel and Namora confirmed what I've been saying this whole time is that the reason we're not we were not seeing Rapunzel's world is because Rapunzel's hair is freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 any if any of you guys are 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 keep are keeping notes, uh, Rep- uh, Tangled is one of the most expensive movies ever made. I believe yes. it, I, and I'm not I'm not because of her I'm hair. I'm not even saying I'm not even saying animated movies. I'm saying one of the most expensive movies ever made. Period. Because of her hair, they had to hire like crazy mathematicians and physicists. And they were working on that for years to get a generalized hair solver to work and work for something that long and be consistent. So, like, and, and you know, obviously, it's a movie kind of about <gasps> hair. So you got to have some pretty I just hair. realized. Sorry. I got freaked yes. out for a second. That's cool. <laughs> um, because Rapunzel's voice actress is Mandy Moore. Yeah. So hopefully, you never know. Love to have her back because she's not playing Aerith. exactly she's she's not gonna play Aerith, but i want her to i know me too yeah, we oh, actually talked about it i miss her so much yeah. i love her oh my god yeah you know what would be really awkward is if Aerith is also in this game they'll, they'll, they'll probably but just use Moore, Mino, so not really but mandy moore doesn't voice her i think whatever happens though because the ff7 remake is a thing i think they're just gonna go with the voice actress they know they can get for ff7 remake and not chance it with mandy moore oh yeah for sure or maybe they, maybe they'll ask Mandy Moore, or maybe all the people that work at square now forgot that mandy moore voiced <laughs> voiced her at one point in time the square soft time yeah oh man I miss but that'd be so days. nice I it'd miss, be cool i miss mandy moore but that said uh, I, I did like the Aerith that played Aerith in uh, 
The, I like the voice actress that played Aerith in Crisis Core. I thought she was good. Who was that one? I did not like. I did not like Mina Subari, but I did like the one in Crisis Core. She's pretty good. I don't know who that one is though. I don't know who. I don't. I don't know who she is, but like, we'll, we'll find it. She's later. the one that that had. Yeah, she's she's done. She's done Aerith since, and in my opinion, she's the the best Aerith apart from Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore is still the best Aerith. So, uh, so yeah, we got got to see Rapunzel. Got to see Rapunzel using her hair for weapon as a weapon. Uh, so, uh, one interesting thing that we learned about her hair is that as she walks through the world, it the hair interacts with the ground. So it is a physics object in the world. So if she walks, for example, uh, let's say she walks over like uh, a tree root. Maybe she's walking by a tree and she walks over a tree root. The hair will not clip through the tree. It will slide over it as she walks by. So ah, that is so awesome. That's insane. I am proud of the Kingdom Hearts team because the hair in the King in Kingdom Hearts three doesn't work the same way it works uh, in the movie. Obviously, you know the movie is rendered by a massive render farm of a bunch of servers, and it takes hours to render just one frame of animation. And Kingdom Hearts has to pump out frames every thirty seconds, or, or it has to pump out. 30 frames in one second. <laughs> Very different. One frame every 30 seconds would so be pretty yeah. bad. Wow. It's two, frame, two frames a minute. No. Actually, mm. if you could render a CG movie at like two frames a minute, that would actually be really good. Like that that's way faster than a CG movie would ever have been rendered. Like I, my understanding is like 12 minutes is like pretty fast for a CG movie frame. Uh, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts has to do it 30 frames a second so the fact that they're doing that in real time the way they have interpreted what the hair needs to be it looks really nice uh one thing that i really like just calling out uh something that i i notice in a lot of other games that have things like this uh sometimes you'll see in games that have like these dangly things like ropes for example or hair or a lot of time with clothes or like maybe like like curtains for example sometimes when they move when it comes to like physics they sort of like crumple in on themselves or they clip through themselves they don't retain their volume uh the nice thing about rapunzel's hair and you'll notice it especially with when she's swinging around the tree and then comes back down from the tree it never gets all weird and crumply at any point uh you know, it it always maintains its volume. It's almost like a tube of like, of like Play-Doh that does, it always, it always maintains that shape. It, it never like gets weird and clips through itself. And that is really, really hard. I, I can say personally, I have no idea how I would do that. <laughs> so to me, that's magic. So I'm impressed by that on a very high level. And uh, I think pretty much any game developer should because no one's doing what they're doing with that hair in games. So but it is, it is awesome. Nomura we're talking about here. Yeah, and like, you know, they got high standards, so uh, they definitely have to they have to meet those standards. And the the nice thing about it is that this time they've got help from Disney if they need it. So like if they need help achieving the look of a movie, they can get that help. And 
unlike in the past where a lot of times they were doing uh, 2D films, uh, in the case of 3D films, a lot of that technology can... It, 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 you can't just drag and drop and plop it in and expect it to work, but you can adapt the techniques that they had in the movie. You can adapt that into something that looks good and works kind of similarly in real time and get input from the original artists. So that to me is just like, Mwah. I love it. This is the kind of, this is the kind of relationship I want Square and Disney to have. I want it to them to help each other. So that's awesome. So uh, uh, also with regards to the Rapunzel world, uh, Flynn is also there. Flynn Rider, aka Eugene, rolling around at the speed of sound. Love him on his little on his little barrel. Yeah, <laughs> that is that's cute. Uh, at some point, uh, behind closed doors, uh, people were shown more from Rapunzel's area, so they got to actually see the main uh, the main uh, city that they're from, the, that little castle town that they have. And you can see Rapunzel uh, getting her hair braided, which kind of makes me think, so from that point, how is she going to fight if she doesn't have access to her hair? Is she taken out of the battle? Is she going to start using her frying pan? Like, what, what's going to happen? What do you guys think about uh, how the story is going to progress? Have you guys seen Tangled, by the way? Yeah, I've seen Tangled. Tangled. Okay, so, uh, so, how do you guys think they're gonna handle it once she's, uh, basically gotten rid of all her hair? I th- I think she'll be taken out of the party. Taken out of the party, Sabi. What do you think? Frying pan taken out of the party. Um, frying pan or like her hair would just be limited as a like a limit thing. Okay, yeah, because like if you if you think about it, when you look at the scenes that we saw that she was using her hair, they were all in the wilderness. Yeah, so if it, once she so, gets into, like, civilization, she might not be needed as Yeah. Well. Like, you might be separated from the character, and then they follow their, like, the movie storyline. Yeah, at least in the case of the movie, yeah, she gets her thing tied up. They do their... Lantern. And at last I see the light. They do that. And then uh, Flynn... Gets tied to uh, a boat. Flynn gets tied to a boat. Uh, Rapunzel gets taken by... Mother Gothel. What's her face? Mother Gothel. And then, yeah, Flynn gets arrested. Yeah. So then maybe Sora, Donald, and Goofy are alone. Maybe both of them are out of the party. And then maybe you got to go bust Flynn out of jail and then take Flynn and then Sora, Donald, and Goofy, and then we're going to go save Rapunzel. There yep. we go. Yep. There you go. That sounds plausible. Okay. Yeah, that sounds... You know what's interesting, though? Like, it seems like this might be one of the only Kingdom Hearts worlds that fully covers the entirety of a Disney story, like a Disney movie story. Because, like, we've had other disney worlds that that covered the story from the movie but it's never really all of it like you kind of jump in the middle of what what the plot of the movie is and maybe you see it to the end like for example like with lion king you never get to see the the part where simba's you know a young cub you never get that part you don't get the mufasa dying spoilers section (laughs) because obviously that happened way way a long time ago but in the case of Rapunzel, 
we might have the opportunity to have everything. Yeah. To- and if you've ever seen if you've ever seen a world map of what Rapunzel's world looks like, which by the way, you can find that online, it's it looks like a video game level. Like it's not that big. So, man, they could do it. And like you can just like I, I don't know. Namora no, Namora really likes to hype things up, but basically he's like every time he talks about the size of the worlds in Kingdom Hearts 3, he always hypes up about how big they are compared to worlds in in prior games. So, I'm excited. like like if I get to yeah. spend more time in it and kind of be like more immersed in the world as opposed to like Exactly. Like how Kingdom Hearts 1 was kind of like you're kind of like an outsider's view going into something and you're kind of helping mm-hmm. them out but at the same time you're dealing with your own problems. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, I can't and wait. That lecture from King uh, Triton. You shouldn't be messing with world. Yeah. And I was like, let me mess with world. You need me. Yeah. So, uh, oh, also in that town, uh, we got to see something very groundbreaking. Something that has not been seen before in a Kingdom Hearts game at this level. We've got NPCs. We're not alone in the world anymore. We got NPCs. They're not invisible anymore. We're not alone. Yeah. That's a big thing. I kind of, I kind of feel like, uh, like, like in Jurassic Park, where, uh, where the 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 white guy that where, where Colonel Sanders is like, oh, we clocked the T Rex at uh, whatever whatever miles per hour, and then Doctor Sattler's like, y- you tell me what we've we've got a T Rex. That's that's how it feels like to me. We we've got NPCs. <laughs> what? You've got NPCs? Yes. Welcome to Kingdom Hearts 3. They do move in herds. <laughs> I'm just that's that's my imagination of how Namora introduced it I behind closed drinking doors. drinking crazy juice today. <laughs> I know. I'm so happy. He's very but happy. Anyways, Brad is like the happiest guy right now. Yeah. I'm the happiest guy. So speaking of happy, guess who's back? Back again. Ariel is back, but this time in the form of a summon, which is kind of cool. It's it's, that is is cool. Really interesting. She always wants to be part of that world. So stop. Part of that (laughs) world. I can't. (laughs) Well, if you remember, uh, she's like. Back in Kingdom Hearts One, at the end of uh, of the Kingdom Hearts One story, she's like, she wants to see other worlds, and she says, you know, well, you can maybe one day you can take me to other worlds, and like that to me just feels like, oh my goodness, I think, Sora's gonna live up to his promise. I think it's like, okay, this might sound really weird, but I'm just gonna go with yeah. it. This is like mm-hmm. a potential baby's first final fantasy where like really the summon oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. would be based off disney characters so like ariel would be like shiva kind of ish yeah feel. yeah uh unless some other type of princess appears out of nowhere with like frozen abilities Ice powers you know let it go <laughs> let it go but it'd be kind of cool if it like was kind of like that yeah definitely um one thing, I got a big nitpick, a big question. So y'all remember, y'all remember a little game called Kingdom Hearts 2? Yeah. 
Remember, remember a little game? Swim this way, we'll dance and we'll play the da da da. Not there yet, but. Remember that game? Yep, no. Mm -hmm. At the end of that game, what did Ariel do? She got married. Yes. By the way, in in Japanese, marry is kekkon. And uh, the past tense, married, is kekkon shimashita. So, Ariel wa. Kingdom Hearts 2 no uh So at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2, she got married. And what did she have? Bum 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 legs! Oh, I was gonna say a baby. What the heck? What the heck, <laughs> what the heck is she doing with a flippy fin? She and a seashell bra. She 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 traveled back in time. I do not understand this this crazy world that we live in. Does she ever lose Brandon, in Mermaid Brandon, 2? Does she ever lose her legs? Brandon, she don't, don't, think her legs. Her, don't think twice here. Don't think twice here. I'm thinking thrice. Kingdom Hearts thrice. She doesn't lose her legs. She stays human, but um her daughter wants to explore the ocean, so yeah. She like gets it, like she, Ariel does go back to being a mermaid. Because she had to go find her daughter. Okay. But then I think at the end, like they oh. allowed both to happen. So I guess she can go okay, back. Okay, so, so in canon, this is how we're going to work it out. We're in the middle of Mermaid 2. And then as Ariel is in the middle of le- looking for her daughter, just randomly Sora summons her from her search <laughs> for her daughter. And just thrusts her into <laughs> random worlds. Like, sorry, I know you're busy, but we... No, can you imagine? It's like, I'm looking for my daughter. <laughs> like, and it just, like, disappears. Yeah, but check out Rapunzel! <laughs> Wee! I'm dead. I'm crying. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I think is happening. Also, uh, Dream Eaters, they're a summon. Also. They're cute. That's awesome. They're cutie pies. You summon, so you summon Meow Wow, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Meow Wow eventually ex- explodes, I guess, at the end of the <laughs> the style, whatever. And then a bunch of Dream Eaters come, basically all of them. Which, by the way, interesting fact about how they're accomplishing that little explosion at the end. There is, uh, well, actually, it's it's the same as how they are do how they did the Demon Tide in zero point two. So Demon Tide is that big uh, heartless swarm of shadows that they had that you were fighting in uh, 0.2 so in unreal engine 4 you can have you can use the particle system in there the, the you know like the particle system you normally you normally use for like fire or explosions or sparkles you can use that and instead of flat little planes of sparkly bits you can put in 3d models and spawn those as particles. So that is what you are seeing up there. Are uh, all those models are actually just particles that are exploding? But in in the place of particles, they're putting 3D models. Just in case anybody wanted to know that. And if anybody complains about Unreal Engine Four, I can you can point to them. Look at that! Look at how cool that is. Brought to you by Unreal Engine Four. Nice. Thank you. Anyway. Thank you, Brandon. Moving on to the next bit of information. So, uh, at the beginning of the trailer, we got to see a certain pink-haired boy that we haven't seen in a long time. Kind of a, a man, good boy. just saying. He's, 
name Holy name drunk. is Mar Marluxia. Or Marluxia, if if you're still back in two thousand four and you're that's what I used to call him back in the day. That's what everybody used to call him. Hey, I thought it sounded cooler. He's definitely Marluxia. It did. It was cooler. That's why we called him that. Yeah, I I prefer it too. But you know, (laughs) we got we got to go with what the translation is. He's Marluxia. Now something interesting. So. At the beginning of the trailer, Sora's like ca- calling out to like an organization member, like, "Hey, come out! What a, what what are you doing, man? Why why are you being weird?" And then Marluxia comes out, and Marluxia's like, "Huh huh huh! I'm Marluxia, and I'm a bad guy." And then Sora's like dogging him, and then uh, in the English translation, Marluxia refers to his organization that he's a part of as the only organization. But uh, in the Japanese, uh, they're referred to as the Shin Jusan Kikan. So Jusan Kikan uh, is Organization 13 or 13th Order. But Shin can uh, be translated as a couple of different things. So Shin can mean new. So I'm a part of the new Organization 13. It can also mean true. I'm a part of the true organization 13. So is he talking about the same organization that uh, we we all know, or is he talking about his organization? Yeah. So uh, it's unclear whether or not he's a part of the, uh, the Zehenorts or if he's got his own organization. Interesting. That he's because uh, when you look at him, he's not possessed or anything. He still has. He's the true form. He's still, he still has his. Yeah, yeah. He, He's pretty so, much true form Malusha now because his nobody in Heartless was destroyed. So now he's whole again. Yeah. So he could also be Lorium, but he did he did introduce himself as Marluxia. So whatever. And uh, just to point out, he he summons nobodies still. Yep. Because we, you know, remember we saw those nobodies way back when in that area, and they all had Marluxia looking stuff on them. Well, that's why. That makes me think. Now, just thinking back for a second. So, in Kingdom Hearts two, the general structure of how we dealt with the worlds was that we would come back twice to each world. Don't think twice. But <laughs> in King in Kingdom Hearts two, we thought twice, so we went back twice or, or no we went back once in total of two times anyway what so basically the first time we went there we fought a disney thing and the second time we went there we fought an organization yes. thing okay person correct so but in this game we're only going to the world once so if you think about it that could contribute to why these worlds are so large and so you know so massive and voluminous is maybe we'll have our own like normal massive uh kingdom hearts uh size world but then in addition to that we also have the organization 13 plot to be dealing with as well so that just sort of like maybe helps you understand why these worlds are bigger and longer and awesomer so that's that's an interesting thing to consider we couldn't tell what Uh, another we couldn't tell what world they were in right yeah uh, which which one? The one Marluxia's talking to Sora in. Marluxia's Marluxia's entangled. Oh, okay. 
Sorry, yeah. I couldn't tell. Marluxia's entangled. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was a little bit hard to tell, but just going based off the content of the trailer, the only area that they showed that was a forest was the Rapunzel mm. area. And then also in prior trailers, we've seen nobodies that look like they're from Marluxia. They're dancing with flower petals and stuff like that. And they were in, uh, they were by Rapunzel's tower. So all things considered, that would most likely mean that uh, Marluxia's domain is going to be the Rapunzel area. Speaking of which, related, uh, Vanitas was also in this uh, trailer. And in the Monsters, Inc. world, uh, it looks like all the monsters that we're fighting there are unversed. And that's because Vanitas is there, because Vanitas is the source of all unversed. So the reason why Unversed are in the Monsters, Inc. world is because Vanitas is there. That means we're going to fight so. all three. Yay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we're just pretty, got a lot of fighting to do. Pretty much. So now we got we got, a, we got a character that's a source of Unversed. We got a character that's a source of Nobodies. Heartless are just around anyway. <laughs> They're there. They, 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 they just hang out for no reason. Do they, they, they don't need Do they somebody. still feed a purpose, though? They do, right? I guess. I don't know. Probably. We didn't stop any purpose. Look, we never addressed the big mother brain of all Heartless. So unless we do that, mother brain. it's going to end. So th- I, that's what I'm hoping is that at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, the final boss is not Master Xehanor. After we kill him, we got to deal with the mother brain of all evil and darkness and whatever and just be like, hey, I don't necessarily have any problem with you existing i just don't want you to be such a jerk so if you don't want to be a jerk just stop. that's cool <laughs> we can live in peace if you're gonna be a jerk let's fight and then mother brain's gonna be like all right yeah that sounds pretty cool <laughs> but can we can, can we fight first though because this is like a shonen game and it's like you know this is kind of action so usually the the way it works in shonen manga, you know, I've been reading Dragon Ball re- recently and, and Naruto and One Piece and Boku no Hero Academia, and basically the way these generally work is that uh, I don't uh, I don't acknowledge you unless you defeat me with punching and fighting or using that sword you got. So we're gonna have to fight first uh, with violence, and then after that we can use words because I don't understand your words unless we fight first. So that's what I think is gonna happen. We're gonna. Okay. Beat, beat Zehanort, and then we're going to have a little bit of chat with the Mother Brain, and Mother Brain's not going to like us and, and going to say, I'm not going to listen to you unless you beat me in a duel. And then there, she's going to take off her glove and slap us in the face, and then we, we have a duel. What just happened? That's what's going to happen. Right. Anyway, moving on. Oh. I, I can't help you because I'm just as stunned as you are. Uh, okay, let's talk. Can we talk Bas- about... Basically... Basically, when Namora retires, I can take over. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be, Let's talk that, about the dialogue that'll be the time exchange, I retire please. too. Dialogue exchange. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the dialogue exchange with Vanitas and and Sarah. Yeah. yeah. So Vanitas is all like, "You pathetic little worm. This is where you've been hiding, Ventus. Give me back my other half." Something like that. And that's pretty yeah, awesome. That's, 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 that's a paraphrasing example of what happened. Yeah. It was. So much cooler in the trailer when I watched it. Yeah, it, it was really yeah. cool. Also, one thing that I really like is that with Vanitas Keyblade, the uh, I, I didn't notice this at first back in Birth by Sleep, but apparently Vanitas Keyblade is wrapped up in like these dark chains. 
and they're a lot more noticeable now on his keyblade like there there's a lot of depth to them whereas i think on in the birth by sleep one they were kind of f- sort of flat and flush with the keyblade because they didn't have enough polygons to work with but now it's like that keyblade looks so awesome it looks so cool have to look at it again yeah you got to look at it again and also i love the reflection on his dome it looks so good yeah it looks like a motorcycle helmet so awesome <laughs> oh man i love it so def- definitely definitely into that the only my own my only little thing that i would kind of hope for is can we can we get some screen space reflections and add those to vanita's little uh little helmet there thank you screen screen space reflections are expensive i understand but can we get a pc version can we get a pc version of kingdom hearts 3 no brandon uh add no brandon you can't ask for pc things all the time brandon i know brandon well i play it on respective console brandon is it gonna run better on xbox one well we'll buy an xbox one x good luck finding one in japan or xbox one x I think it'll be really easy to find because probably the only ones they shipped here are probably still on the short shelves. Either that or you have to special that order said, them and then have it and wait for them to ship. Uh, I mean, you yeah, can just get from Hong said, Kong. Yeah, that said, so I actually, now that you, you mentioned that, I actually did look to see uh, Xbox One X's here and no wonder they're not selling. They're They're way more expensive here than they are in America. Like if they decrease the price and like actually tried to sell that console here like maybe they would have a foothold in this market but they're they're sticking to their guns of like selling at a really expensive price i I do not understand microsoft out here anyway moving on uh riku and mickey's new designs were shown Yay. yay yay riku is a buff boy he's looking really buff now ripped and like he looks like a man now, and his hair looks like Noctis a little bit. A little, yeah. It, it's Nomura Bas- just getting back at Square Enix for the fif- Riku roll- 15 thing. R- Riku rolled out of bed. Riku rolled out of bed and didn't stop rolling all the way until the Realm of Darkness. Wow. <laughs> you can't stop this this buff boy. He will keep on rolling. And, uh, yeah, so how, how do you guys feel about Riku's new look? He, he looks uh, styling and profiling. <laughs> styling and profiling. That can't, couldn't have said it better myself. Sabi, how do you feel about Love Riku? it. Love it. I think it's really cute. Now, Sabi. Huh? What? Sabi, I, I know, I know you're, you're a Sora fanboy at heart. Yeah. Like, Sora is your, your number one bae. Yeah. But does... Does does Riku make your heart skip a beat? A little, a little yeah. Bit. When I first saw it, I was like, "Okay, damn, holy crap!" Yeah, you know what? I can't wait for is I want Sora and Riku double time tag team or not tag team battle fighting together. I can't wait for that shot of, of Riku and Sora standing together fighting somebody i don't know looking so flipping cool they're gonna look so cool 21 jump street that, that, that's what i'm so that's what i'm so happy about because like yeah the costumes were pretty nice in kingdom hearts 2 i i was not really personally a fan of riku's outfit in kingdom hearts i 2. like his hair in kingdom hearts 2 
Yeah, I did too. it was a little much. So, but now both Sora and Riku look super cool. So if they could just be like, bam, bam, together, that'd be so awesome. Uh, another interesting thing is uh, the way to Don Keyblade. Yeah. It's broken. Yeah. He, the, that Keyblade breaks at some point. So I guess that means maybe Riku might get a new Keyblade. So, so basically, I mean, I mean, we kind of got hinted that Riku will probably be playable. So more likely when we go through his story in the Realm of Darkness, it probably breaks at the like final boss of yeah. his of his journey. Makes me makes you wonder, like, what are we gonna do if Riku doesn't have a Keyblade and we have to control him at any point without a Keyblade? Is he just gonna use magic? So no, he's gonna use stick, a stick, like Sora did. Yep. It's gonna get the stick. <laughs> get that stick. It's your turn now. Because wasn't a wasn't um the way the dawn was just like created because he used the soul eater as a base for it. We don't know. That's the thing is like we never got to see how that keyblade was made. Because I always sure thought that, that was, was in, like the answer, like in the journal, how like the soul eater just like evolved into his keyblade after you know. Well, I don't remember anything about that. All I know is it wasn't in the game. It wasn't. There was no cutscene for it, so I don't know. We, we have something important. Brendan's we favorite. Have to discuss. Uh, I want to announce that one of our causes that we've been championing for the past two years, and we finally have uh, have achieved our dreams. Mickey's face has finally been fixed. He's got dimples. Hashtag Mickey's cheeks. I know he actually looks really good. Call him at that. Yeah, he looks. He looks. He looks really, really good. good. So. They finally fixed his face. They added a lot more depth to it. Another interesting thing that they added that not not something I asked Tayasua for at all, but something that they added that I appreciate and approve of a, a lot is that if you look at his eyes, his eyes are sort of there's like a little bit of an indent there. So it kind of adds a little outline to his eyes and that just adds even more depth to his face. So just everything about Mickey I love it. Looks so good. Thank you. Thank you, Kingdom Hearts team, for listening to the fact that make you look weird for a long time. <laughs> I think. Thank you. Th- thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody online who's been complaining about Mickey's face. Just you. Um, Just you. Th- thank Just you, Brandon. Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Brandon, for complaining about it on the <laughs> podcast for the past two years. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Uh, thank Thank, thank you, Brandon, for complaining about it in person. Thank you, Churro and Sabrina, for listening to the rants every yes, single exactly. week. We can finally stop that. We can be at peace now. Yep. Until the next peace. thing pops up. Can we just say how adorable it is that Riku and Mickey's outfits match? And it, that is so cool. It is, um, hey, oh, I just love it. Hey, Yen said knew they were going on an adventure together, so, you know, they got to look fly. They're so ants, cute. Ants, ants. Can I just say how cute it is that when Mickey's hood is, he's got a little hoodie and it's down and it's got little Mickey ears on it. That is the cutest yes! thing ever. Yes! Oh my god. Give me so life. Uh, okay, one thing I want to point out is um, the organization outfits. And, and basically anything with a hood now. I just want to say props major props to the kingdom hearts team on the hoods on in this game they look so awesome draped on the back of the of the next like it looks like they did a physics simulation on that 
cloth to sort of sit it there properly. Like, I want y'all to go back. When you go back again and rewatch that trailer, I want you guys to just, like, when you see Mar- Marluxia from behind, give that, give that trailer a little pause. Hit the space bar on your keyboard. That works as pause for YouTube. And give that hood <laughs> a gander. <Sorry. laughs> give the hood a gander. Because that hood is just draped on there so perfectly. It looks so legit and so real. The hood life. Back in the day, back in the day, the hood, back in the day, back in the hood, uh, it was like sort of like clumped on there, kind of how you would maybe draw it in a drawing. But this is like draped on there how it would be in real life. Say hood one more time. Realistically. That's so hood. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Uh... Okay, another big, big bit of uh, information. Utara Hikaru's new theme that song was, that was a has big been surprise. debuted. Yeah. This was a big surprise. That was huge. It was so weird because like, I, I, well, I was busy I tweeting out like, like the trailers, Japanese and the subtitle yeah. ones. All of a sudden, it's like I refreshed the YouTube page and all of a sudden, bam, there it was. Utara's new theme song. I was like... Kingdom Hearts theme song trailer. What? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, and... Uh, so, previews of both of these songs were released in English and Japanese. Well, what? That's never happened before. Because, like, with Kingdom Hearts 2, there was a trailer that featured Passion in it, and that was, like, really close to release. They, like, they, they waited... Uh, a long time to show off passion and they only had passion and they did not show sanctuary till way later but this simultaneously english and japanese which is like hey at least, at least they were uh able to catch up with the times now with stuff exactly exactly which uh yeah definitely gives me hope that we'll get a simultaneous release in the west yeah. please yay all right, so the English title, as we've been alluding to this whole episode, is called Don't Think Twice. And the Japanese title is called Chikai. That's how it's written in Japanese. So I did my own personal looking up of this because everybody's calling it Oath. But I wanted to make sure, just check what it official or what it translates to, what some of the options are for this word. Uh, I want to also mention that the kanji in this <laughs> in this title is JLPTN1 level, which is the highest level Japanese uh, proficiency test that you can take. So I was like, "You man, you thought why you gotta why do I gotta use complicated kanji that I can't know until like thirty years from now?" Basically, that test is for translators. Whoa. That's how high level this is. Like this is the highest level that you can find. So anyway, chikai it it can translate to oath. But it can also translate to something like vow or promise. Basically, it means promise, which it kind of like, you know, blends in well. Assuming, yeah, assuming that this is like written with Kingdom Hearts three in mind, it kind of gives you a, maybe a hint at what the theme is of the entire game. Like what what is what is the purpose of the game? What is the what is the meaning? Uh, you know, what is the main theme of the game? I- I'm not talking about theme song. I mean, like story-wise, what's the theme of the game? And I'm personally thinking that the these title, the titles of these songs, and perhaps even the lyrics, hint at what the core meaning of the game will be. So I think it's awesome. What do you guys think about the songs? 
Churro, let's start with you. Um, I love it. It's, it's it's catching on to me. I was listening to it like all morning when I woke up. Yeah. It's it's just so upbeat, you know. You know how uh, some some McLean was kind of quick, you know, mm-hmm. quick temp, you know, was, and then Sanctuary was more of a around the same speed, but like this is more of a puppy, yeah. you know. Yeah, it it feels very R and B to me. Because like because Utada kind of changed her style a bit when she came back from her hiatus, and yeah, it seems to be working with her now. So I actually enjoyed it. The way it is, like, just yeah, want the full version now, and it's and the funny yeah, thing definitely. is that she even even mentioned it on her uh, Twitter mm-hmm. that if the game takes too long to release, she'll probably leak out the the full song herself. So I like I like Sassy <laughs> yeah, Tata. She, so yeah, yeah, she was like, she was like, if this game doesn't come out soon, I'm gonna leak it, yo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. she literally she literally yeah, she ended it. Yo. She literally ended it with yo. Yo, I love it, which is very funny because. Her Japanese tweet of the same thing is just like, so in Japanese, she's kind of like, oh, this is a preview of my new song for Kingdom Hearts 3. Please enjoy it. It's about a minute and 30 seconds uh, long of a preview. Uh, Please enjoy this trailer. That's all she writes. And then in the English one, she's like, ta-da, it's my Kingdom Hearts 3 song. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Please check out the trailer. If they don't release this game soon, I'm going to leak it, yo. (laughs) That's she's why, the best. I love that's her so much. Bit, that's why she's queen. She's the best. Yeah, she's the best. Oh man, so can't can't wait. Now, uh, so Sabby, how do how do you feel about the song? Generally speaking, oh, I like it. Like I've I've been listening to her new album, and I really like um, how she's going with her style of music. Um, yeah. For me, like I'll just say, an- I'll just say anecdotally, uh, her her yeah her recent album, uh, Fantome. Mm-hmm. That that the the songs from that, like I regularly hear those at like, you know, if I'm walking down the street, if I walk by a gas station, they have like a like the radio playing, and I'll I'll regularly hear that there. I've sometimes heard it at convenience stores. I've heard it at bookstores. Oh really? Like, wow. That's that it it plays in a lot it's, of places. Uh, like I love it. Like I listen to it all the time in my car and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I like I I like this like I like it how it's different for this game, and yeah, and I just feel like people were I know people were like knocking on it, being like, oh, it's kind of slow, it's kind of whatever. I'm like, well, I feel like it's like this has been a long time coming. It it feels more bittersweet yeah. than anything because it kind of very seems like, like melancholic. Yeah, feels very like yeah, this like an like the end is coming to something, but like you know, yeah. enjoy it while it lasts type of feel. So I'm excited. Now I, w- I want to get some votes here. Do you guys think that what we listen to will be the ending, the opening version of the song, or the ending version of this? Probably song? the ending. It Probably sounds, ending. Sounds, sounds too much like an ending. Version. I will also say ending. Yeah. So I will say that at least in my opinion, I think it's the ending version of the song, and if that is the case that it is going to be the ending. I would say for all y'all that are worried that it's too like low tempo. If, if this is the ending version, usually the way this works is there's always a remix for the game and the remix will be the opposite style. It will be the fast tempo version. So for example, for kingdom hearts one, 
Uh, we had Hikari and Simple and Clean. The regular versions of those songs are the slow version. They are the ending version. And the remix is what you hear in the intro. Kingdom Hearts 2 is the opposite, though. The regular version of the song is the upbeat version that's used for the intro. And the uh, ending version is a, a uh, like a rearrangement called you know Passion After the Battle or Sanctuary After the Battle. And those are more slow tempo. So I think, personally, what we heard was the ending version. And we'll hear an opening version at a later date perhaps for like the final trailer that maybe that'll be when we hear it. Uh, one thing I want to just throw out there, this going to make your heart, your, your little hearts flutter inside. I can't wait. I can't wait either. For the orchestral version. of. Oh my it. God. Yes. 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 Oh. I can't wait for the orchestral trailer of this game. I will watch it with my eyes closed so I can just enjoy the music and not get spoiled. But I cannot wait for the orchestral version of this song. And I can't wait to hear it live one day. Probably at a Kingdom Hearts concert somewhere. That, that, that's you just have to wait awesome. another 30 years for another concert. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's that's real big news. Uh, all right, so moving to some stuff that uh, was shown uh, behind the scenes. Uh, uh, so we actually uh, heard more about the gummy ship, and apparently the gummy ship has two different phases. There's an open-world-style exploration phase, and then there is a uh, battle phase that you'll get into. And in this open-world exploration phase, you have full 360-degree uh, control over where you're flying. And... Uh, and apparently they've uh, for the battle phase they've actually designed many enemies uh, uniquely just for this uh, just for this uh, battle phase. So I just want to say called it <laughs> on a on a recent episode we uh, we talked about this good specific job, thing. You're, and, you're two yeah, for good two for now. you. Pat yourself on the back, Brandon. I, I am. I am. And yeah, th- this was my my guess for what the what the gummy ship thing well it was what i wanted i didn't really say that was what was going to happen i just said that i I wanted it so uh let me just say it feels really nice that uh i got what i wanted (laughs) so how do you guys feel about the gummy ship i mean we haven't we haven't really seen anything from it but how do you guys feel about it uh now that we know the nature of it i mean it's it's gonna be a good take because i mean i think a lot of people wanted the gummy ship to to be more of a you know open exploration type of thing you know, now that finally they have the technology to, ha- you know, finally do it, I think everybody's exactly. going to be more excited because, you know, the first Kingdom Hearts felt like a chore. The second one felt more, inter- you know, a tiny bit more entertaining, but still felt like a chore. But now yeah, this it one was, feels uh, like it's I would say something. that the Kingdom Hearts 2 one, the Kingdom Hearts 2 one kind of felt, it was fun, but it felt like a roller coaster. Yeah. That's exactly how Nomar like described it. it. Which is which is good. Like uh, like not knocking it. Like there's definitely a, a room for that. But yeah, it was very linear. So I, I'm really really excited to see what it's like. Uh, Sabi, how do you feel about the exploration phase? Do you how do you feel this is going to affect uh, how people feel about the gummy ship now? I don't know. I feel like I'll be lost in it depending on how this open world style will be. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like I wouldn't know how to drive it. 
well, I'm really bad at gummy shipping. Assuming it controls well, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. I'm sure they'll make it control yeah. well. Yeah, but I- I'm thinking personally, like they're taking a mechanic that before was just filler, and they're now making it something that is hopefully entertaining and really fun to do and that people might want to pay attention to more because for a lot of people the gummy ship thing they just go through that course once and that's it and they never they never want to do it ever again and then you warp yeah exactly once you can warp like why bother doing it again and again it's such a waste of time but if it's something that's genuinely fun to play like who knows maybe maybe this is something that is really entertaining so i'm really excited for it um it kind of reminds me of like kind of like wind waker i don't know how many of you play wind waker yeah, but on, in wind Sorry, waker one, one, okay in wind waker uh one of the main gameplay mechanics is that you have a you have a boat that you that you go over the ocean and you travel on this boat to other islands and as you're going in between these islands, there's, uh, you know, treasure that you can get and uh, there's enemies that you can fight and, you know, you can find secret islands and stuff like that. So I'm personally hoping I know they haven't said anything about it, but I'm kind of hoping that out there suspended in space, there'll be like these little maybe asteroids that you could hop off onto and uh actually like go in there fight heartless maybe get some some loot some some treasures something some collectibles like i I, like i like the idea of exploring with the gummy ship but i feel like it's only complete when it's not just exploring in the ship i i kind of feel like i really want to get out of the ship i don't think they'll do it but i want to get out of the ship yeah i have an idea how do you guys feel like, I think yeah. I would like to see, um, similar to, I guess, in 0.2, like, in that, um, the, mm-hmm. not, no, not the place with, like, the mirrors, but the one where you had to go through into a mirror and then, like, yeah. solve the puzzle in that sense. Like, that oh, type yeah, of area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you could, like, yeah, go to certain like areas that. like that and, like, do different things there, that'd be kind of cool. I wouldn't mind that. And at least in terms of, like, level design, like, that's just, like, money on, on a silver platter right there because I'm basically saying just reuse a bunch of assets you have to randomly put in heartless encounters basically and then put a chest and in the code say what's inside the chest like that is like really easy low-hanging fruit to make more gameplay opportunities Mm -hmm. outside of the main missions so i think it's really interesting but regardless everything about what i've heard about this gummy ship sounds amazing uh moving on uh, there's actually a mini game that looks like a Game & Watch game uh, that uh, uh, in this particular mini game, it's uh, it's based off of a an old Mickey Mouse short called Giant Land, which, by the way, I watched Giant Land on YouTube. And uh, basically uh, in the story, Mickey is telling a bunch of other little baby mouses, mice that look like Mickey also. <laughs> um and 
so he's babysitting and he's telling them the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. But instead of Jack, it's Mickey as the main character. And basically he goes up the Beanstalk. He goes to the the giant's house. He go he breaks into the house via the lock in his door. He like goes through the hole of the lock uh, through the keyhole. And uh, eventually he finds himself on his on his table and he's trying to hide from the giant, but the giant is trying to eat food. And uh, by the way, the giant pull literally pulls out a newspaper, and on the back of the newspaper, it says like "Extra Giants Win the World Series." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, that that that's a good one. So uh, basically, yeah. So he's like eating food, and then somehow Mickey keeps get getting stuck in the food. Like it, like he makes a sandwich and uh mickey's stuck under the cheese and then the giant the giant like eats eats the food and then like for this long amount of time mickey's just like stuck inside the giant's mouth and he keeps like drinking things and you know mickey's like swimming in the drink as it's like going down his throat so he doesn't go down his throat and uh then he like puts a pipe in his mouth and he's like gonna smoke it and then mickey like plugs up the hole and then when the giant is like confused what's going on mickey blows into the pipe and shoots up a bunch of ash out of the pipe and i don't know i didn't watch the whole thing but that's basically what happened so uh it seems like in the mini game you play as sora and then mickey's like way up in in in, on a ledge somewhere and saying like get up here and you're trying to get away from the giant who sees you on the table and is trying to kill you so you have to i guess somehow get up to mickey to escape that's my guess so it seems like this is going to replace uh, what we had back in Kingdom Hearts 2 with Timeless River, where there's th- there was those like little mini game sections that you had to play through. I guess this is like gonna serve as that. How do you guys feel about this this thing? Do you think it's like interesting or? It seems weird, it but like I have to like literally s- see footage of it or pictures. Yeah, of it. I'm the same. Yeah, as we well. haven't seen it in motion. I'll just say that I'm not a fan of game and watch games at all, so that's just me. But I, I, I'm open-minded enough to give it a try. And as is with anything with games, if you just attach a rare item that you have to get, people will do to, it. Uh, people will do it, or maybe and, a trophy or some, or my Ultima Keyblade, or <laughs> a crown, secret secret ending. Oh, jeez. That's what get, that's what gets me. <laughs> if you put a secret ending on anything, I'm gonna do it. So yeah, that's 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 the so that's the main bit of the news. Uh, I just want to get into this last bit, which uh, basically Nomura gets into talking about the the current development status uh, of Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, he basically goes into what the de- the current development structure is of the game. So uh, basically, Nomura says the entire Osaka studio is currently working on Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, before uh, Osaka studio, there was... Uh, so at Osaka studio, that's where Business Division 3 is. Business Division 3 also works on uh, some mobile games. So I'm guessing now maybe those things are on pause uh, or those activities are on pause. And it seems like the entire staff at the Osaka studio is working on Kingdom Hearts 3 now. Uh, uh, in addition to that... Uh, about a hundred staff in the Tokyo office are also assisting on the game. Um, my personal guess for that particular situation is I think they're probably mostly animators and modelers uh, because uh, uh, going based off their hiring pages, uh, 
for quite a while, they were hiring for animators and modelers and said that you could either live in Tokyo or Osaka and also work on Kingdom Hearts 3. So I'm thinking this is more on the art side and it seems like that's the case because they need a lot of art. Uh, They also said that uh, 80 staff, uh, a total of 80 staff uh, in in Square Enix uh, are working on just background modeling. So they have 80 people in their entire team dedicated to just making background models, which just like solidly cements in your head just the monumental task of how much, how many 3D models they have to make. I think Nomura said something like that one world in Kingdom Hearts 3 has more models than in an entire Kingdom Hearts game from the past. Wow. I'm excited. Like that's how that's, that's awesome. how many assets they have to make. Crazy. Like, like if you think about it, just think about like 0.2 for example. Like remember in the main town square of like the Cinderella town? Mm-hmm. Like think about all the like tiny little models that are in there. You got like the fruit stalls and like there's different things on the stalls and there you know you got a garbage can and maybe a broom and then like some you know, you got the ground and like maybe there's some cracks in the ground and there's grass sticking out of the ground and there's barrels and crates and lamps and there's the fountain and the water coming out of the fountain. Like there's so many different things, little things they have to make. And it's not just like types of things, but also they have to make variations. You can't just have one barrel. You got to have a barrel and you got to have a barrel with a cloth draped over it. And you got to have, uh, you know, different variations of things. You have to, you have to have a tall uh, a tall lamp, a short lamp, you know, a lamp with two things on it, a lamp with one thing on it, a, you know, so many different variations. So I can definitely see how the model count can get that high that even one world would beat out an entire Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, uh, Nomura also said that they're also working with a lot of external pars- uh, partners on uh, background assets as well, uh, which lines up with our leaks because a lot of those leaks seem to have come from their external partners their outsource companies uh he also said that the development of this game is divided up into three sections uh each sections has uh, about three worlds each assigned to them uh emphasis on about Nomura was very clear to say that we are not necessarily saying that there are nine worlds in this game there are about three worlds per, per section, which I would guess to mean maybe some sections are longer, some sections are shorter, and maybe there's probably more than nine worlds. Because like, if we think about it in terms of worlds that are confirmed, I think we have about seven. And I can say that in the leak, there were two other Disney worlds in there. So that's just nine right there. And that did not include any original worlds like Daybreak Town, Cable Town, uh, Mysterious Tower, I don't think was in that list. Like th- th- there's quite a few things that we we haven't seen. Uh, and, and, you know, the Keyblade Graveyard, for example. So there could be a lot more than nine. Uh, I, my personal guess is currently like maybe 12. Like there might be another three. But... I would say don't expect them to be particularly long. Like we might go there for just a little bit and then leave. Like kind of like how 0.2 was. Like we went to a bunch of different worlds in 0.2, but we didn't like spend a lot of time in yeah. them. 
we, we kind of just went from world to world to world. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so uh, in terms of completion, uh, the early section of the game, which I guess means like the first roughly three worlds of the game are 90% complete. Uh, the midsection of the game is about 60% uh, complete, but the final section of the game, uh, uh, Nomura did not give a completion rating for that, but he did say that the contents of this final section are basically, it's basically something Nomura's been wanting to do in a game ever since before he was working on Kingdom Hearts. Even back in his Final Fantasy days, he's really been wanting to work on this and that to some extent, it is a culmination of everything that has led up to the ending of this saga. So he thinks people will be very surprised when they get to it. So <laughs> how do you guys feel about that statement? <laughs> about how epic this uh, this final section is supposed to be and how surprising it is. What do you guys think might be in there? I don't know. Maybe something related to like the Kingdom Hearts 2 final boss battle. Possibly. Well, like a million yeah, phases. Yeah, but like save maybe. points in between, please. Like I can't, I can't do like ten something like a, of the something thing. like a Kefka boss battle from Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. That oh man, I, I haven't played through it yet. I'm playing through Final Fantasy VI right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll just that's, say it's your fault. I know. The ending of Final Fantasy VI is so amazing. It I'm is. Not, I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to get into it, but like super, super awesome. I know. But. So now going off of that that statement that it's kind of a a culmination of everything and you, you know okay so I don't know what you guys heard but I've heard so many different translations of this quote so I'm not sure if Namora said uh this is something I've been wanting to do ever since I was working on Final Fantasy that's the translation I read in- as well. Hmm. Does that mean that it includes his most recent Final Fantasies that he's worked on? Or does this mean that he's been wanting to do this ever since before he started working on Kingdom Hearts, back when he only worked on Final Fantasy? I, I think it could be that because with him working on Final Fantasy, you know, he got to see a lot of crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. back then yeah. and then when he like, finally got a chance to direct you know he couldn't yeah. do it because of limitations yeah so that's, so that's the way i am interpreted as yeah i would say both interpretations kind of lead me to different ideas i would say if it's from before he even started working on kingdom hearts then i don't know what it means if it's if it's the if it's the former that oh, this is something I've been working on since I last worked on Final Fantasy, which would have been Final Fantasy XV. Um, one of the supposed leaks of what Versus Thirteen was supposed to be like uh, stated that the original ending section of the game was supposed to be like, uh, basically you would go to the world of the dead and you would fight like kings of the past and demons and stuff like that and you'd be basically you're either in like some sort of purgatory heaven hell kind of area and you're fighting through this area and you know it's all about life and death and stuff like that uh which i think would be kind of cool in kingdom hearts but 
that's not I don't think that would be that surprising because Kingdom Hearts kind of always ends that way. Because <laughs> if you look at Kingdom Hearts 1, End of the World is basically that. Yep. Kingdom Hearts 2, it's basically that. Too. Yep. So, but, but, I mean, if if this is being treated as something on the level of, like, an entire third of the game, maybe it's a lot bigger than than we expect. So... I don't know. For me, like I, I, I can't wait to see it. Um, I have one major request for something that I want to be an aspect of this ending section. I want to go to the world that never was, to Memories Skyscraper. I want to fight Neo Shadows in the rain. Oh boy. Give this to I me. knew it was something about I, 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 I knew it was about something like that. <laughs> oh, I had a feeling. <sighs> and Square Enix, please just give it to him so he can stop. Yeah, you just know. Let I, him. I mean he I mean you guys fix Mickey's cheeks now, give I mean, it he this could, to I'm, him. I mean like he could do this himself too, if he really wanted. I have a few ideas. I have a few ideas. Let me let me just pull out my notebook of ideas. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna tell you I my idea first. Encounter. Okay, what's your okay. idea? Okay. Imagine that okay. the final boss um yes. like the final 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 boss. Like kinda like with persona yes. type of feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I just go you. back to the dark side, <laughs> like to you just get dark side again, but it's like oh, fifty oh, times come worse. Oh, uh, yeah, it's 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 literally just the dark side battle from from Kingdom Hearts from one, one, but the but harder but, and but, better quality. But the H the HP bar is just really long. Yeah, <laughs> like thirty. And it's and then then we can watch Ben be and cool, Bill again, like he did. It, oh my god! Yeah, you know really, you know, it'd be really cool though is if you had that kind of a boss fight. And the end credits were rolling over it. And you get to fight during the end credits. That is the worst idea <laughs> ever. <laughs> you gotta you gotta fight around the words. What if it's anyway. like what if the texture started getting bigger and it becomes like white? And you're like, what yeah. happened? It's it's just to make it more challenging. So one idea that I had about fight in, in deep dive area, obviously you could be Roxas. That's that's the go-to. But what if Namora goes full on troll? What if Namora goes full on troll? And you get there, right? And you're standing at on the steps of Memory Skyscraper. The Neo Shadows surround you. They're surrounding you. You know, in fr- I mean, in front of you, you know, like it is in Deep Dive. And they have the same cuts and pans as they have in Deep Dive. All right. But the doors open in Memory Skyscraper. And out walks a very familiar face. A certain character that perhaps Nomura has been scorned by indirectly. Oswald? I'm saying Noctis will walk out of those doors dressed in his original versus 13 outfit and Namora will go on full troll mode and reenact both deep dive and the original versus 13 trailer because we all know that's basically the same video. Brendan, 
You need help. Yeah. <laughs> I need help, and the name is the Osaka team, and they're going to have to make that for me one day. We care and about then, you. I'm just saying. We do, you know. You need to admit I that you have so a problem. Bad. I have a problem. At least you admitted it. I, I didn't think At least you did, I, yeah. <laughs> I admit it. I admit it, but you know what? I think it's it's a problem with a solution that will please everyone. So I think that kind of a problem is a positive thing on this world. So it's always good. It's kind it's kind of like when you when you're in a job in a job interview and they ask you, uh, so tell me about one of your weaknesses, and then you know the go to answer is, well, one of my weaknesses, <laughs> one of the, one of my weaknesses is that I just work so hard all the time. Like I I, I just sometimes i just work so hard and like i i i, n- I never give myself enough free time okay so i think personally side note. my hard work side note to the people really, who are listening really to this podcast a weakness don't say yeah. weakness in your don't, don't say that weakness for your interview because that's not going to go very poor like that's not going to go well <laughs> it for never you. goes over don't, well don't everybody listen, says that. don't say it don't say it find something better look online research before you do your interview sorry exactly. i need that note because if not, you guys don't get jobs you can bring you can blame brandon for it no, 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 I, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. That, that is the worst thing you <laughs> don't can ever say, say. Don't say I work too never hard. Never say that. Or you're a perfectionist or whatever. Don't do that. Anyways, exactly. go back. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was just, that was just my idea. It's mostly joking, but I do, I, I do honestly want to go back to the world that never was. And I think it just would look so amazing in Unreal Engine 4. I will just point out how amazing did that scene look when, uh, in the, uh, Monsters Inc. World when it was at night and they were running outside and the spotlight came yeah, down on them really cool. and he jumped off. So basically, I want something that cool looking in the deep dive place. That's my main thing. Which I think they'll do. Give it to him. I think him. they'll do it. <laughs> but, you know, I think I, I, I'm holding out hope. Yeah. So anyway. So the last bit of kind of news, this is more of a rumor now because it's since kind of been debunked, but some people say that they heard that the release date uh, would would be revealed at E3 that has since been possibly debunked that that was not actually said or confirmed. Um, uh, We're not sure when uh, we're going to get notification of uh, the release date of Kingdom Hearts 3, but I just want to ask you guys, what, what do you guys think about kingdom hearts release right now how are you feeling when do you think it's gonna be like revealed uh not not revealed but what were you feeling in terms of release because so in this trailer uh it said 2018 uh are you still you know where, where are you feeling in terms of 2018 what 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 part of 2018 do you think it's gonna it's be still gonna be late in? you know it's you know yeah. like given what given the numbers that namara presented in that little interview he did I still yeah. believe it's going to be very late 2018. Like, it's probably yeah. I, fact, w- I would be surprised that, if it, mm-hmm. if if it's as early as say October. But I still believe it'd be like November, December. Yeah, I would say the fact that you know we don't know about the end section, but the mid section has been listed at sixty percent. The fact that it's listed at sixty percent makes me think that yeah, this is going to be a while. It's you're not going to see this in July. <laughs> Definitely not. It's not going to be July or August. Uh, I would I would say personally, they have two windows, two main windows, and I think that's probably why they're not saying the date yet. Uh, kind of similar to how Final Fantasy 15 was, they tried to release in September and then they delayed it, and they delayed it to late November. I kind of feel like that's kind of 
where Kingdom Hearts should fit in, either in September or late November, or at least in November after Black Friday. And the reason I say this is uh, a lot of the big franchises tend to come out in October. Uh, One example is Red Dead Redemption is releasing Red Dead Redemption 2 is releasing in uh, October. Uh, you also have, you know, new Call of Duty, which is probably going to be Black Ops 4. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes out like late October and early November. So I think anywhere from September to early October and then like late November, early December. Those are like the main two like places they could probably release it in my opinion uh if they're going to release it this year and they don't delay it till 2019 sabby how are you feeling i'm i'm thinking like december to be honest december yeah yeah i I personally feel the same i think it's going to be the december one like they they i think they want to get it out before christmas for sure unless Mm. something like tragically happens and they are like okay we're just gonna push it back to like january or something um yeah I will say though, uh, as a as a maximum, they will not release it any later than March of 2019, yeah. because that's that's within the same fiscal year. Yeah. So they won't piss off their investors too much if they do mm-hmm. that. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our D23 news for now. Uh, now we're gonna get into the question segment. So we got three questions. They all came from Nico Gonzalez. Our first one is in the new trailer. We see Marluxia mention that he is a part of the only organization. It also seems like he does not have a piece of Zehanor due to the eyes uh, remaining due to his eyes remaining the same color. Do you think members of the organization 13, such as Marluxia and Larkshin, uh will aid Sora or end up being part of the 13 darknesses? Honestly, like from that, I think it'll probably be neither. I think Marluxia still has his own plans, you know, stemming back yeah. from Chain of Memories when he was trying to overthrow the organization. So yeah. I, I believe that pretty much Marluxia has his own thing going on. And, you know, but, but at the same time, the reason why he appeared in front of Sora was because of, you know, he wants to get revenge on Sora for what he did in Chain of Memories. So, yeah. But I think yeah. that at some point, you know, all you know, Marluxia's, you know, supposed organization, then Xehanort's and, and then Sora and company were probably a clash at some point. So, yeah, but possibly. like aid, like, I don't think he'll totally aid, but like, I, don't I think, think it. when it comes, if it comes down to that scenario that I just said, I think Marluxia mm-hmm. may like sacrifice himself for Sora at some point. Mm, possibly. I think, uh, uh, it, it's possible that Marluxia has his own, organization um if i think if that's the case what might happen is that sometime during the adventure uh they'll be corrupted and then turned into xehanorts if they try to that's a, go against Masters yeah that's, a, that's another you know scenario they can go with because uh the only thing though, well you can remember that xehanorts always says mm-hmm. that he always got many roads to take so seeing that as True. an opportunity like because he can use them without using like any members of his of his of his organization to fight sura so basically yeah. they're just extra pawns yeah so they could either be they could be extra pawns or uh if 
let let's say hypothetically Sora kills a couple of his like actual members, uh, he can use he can like convert them and turn them into Xehanorts for the yeah he's got backups basically. So that that's a possibility. I think another possibility is that maybe uh, they will sort of retcon it and make it that the reason Marluxia was trying to overthrow the organization was that it was actually part of Xehanort's plan. He was actually working for Xehanort the whole time. So that that's another possibility of 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 that. Uh, I'll just say that, um, okay, <clears throat> we are now entering a little bit of season two of Kingdom Hearts Union Cross spoilers. If you have not seen anything from season two, please leave now. So basically in in, uh, in season two of Union Cross, uh, uh, there's a character in there called Lorium, and he seems uh, maybe a little bit shady. So, yeah. <laughs> So since since Lorium is a little bit shady and he's got a bit of a past, and since Ventus is all, oh by the way Ventus is also there, um, it's very possible that his reasonings and all that will be sort of explored there. And I would not be surprised if Zehanort was an aspect of this whole situation, and maybe somehow they've all been in cahoots the whole time. I don't know. I mean, but, uh, it, it yeah. could be. I mean, like you said, I I still think that Malusha has a big grudge against Sora. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I would definitely agree. I do not think uh, Marluxia will be uh, helping. Oh helping no. Sora. Um, I I kind I kind of found the uh, the scene pretty interesting that they picked to show in the trailer. Yeah. Because it, it like obviously it continued the fact like from the previous storylines and stuff that like Sora has no idea what's going on whatsoever with Marluxia because there's like <laughs> exactly. I don't know who you are. And he's just like, well, yep. I wish and you did. He, <laughs> like, cause so much stuff yeah. happened. <laughs> now, this is interesting, though. So, in so obviously, at the end of Chain of Memories, he for, he lost all his memories. Mm-hmm. But at the aid, end of Dream Drop Distance, they kind of hinted that he does remember at least Domine. Like it, it, at the end of Dream Drop Distance, they sort of hinted at the fact that he started to remember stuff from uh he starts to remember stuff from chain of memories but so far the only evidence of that that we saw was that he remembered that he needs to thank nomine and we even we even saw that as early as uh as kingdom hearts 2 actually yeah he he or kingdom hearts 2 final mix specifically he's he sort of has an exchange with riku that says he wanted to say uh he want he was gonna th- thank nomine but he didn't do it because i don't know he was dumb or shy or whatever you don't want to get in the way of Roxas. I don't know. Whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's, I guess, so it's both working into the story and the fact that he lost his memories from Castle Oblivion, but it's also working into Sora's character that he's kind of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he just forgets things. So it's it's a little bit of both. So I think it's nice that it serves both aspects. It serves the, the plot and it serves the character. So that's great. Churro, can you take this next one? Yeah, this is from Nico Gonzalez again. <laughs> yep, it's all from it's me. All from I, know, right? <laughs> I, I know. I just I just said it because I know it's gonna be funny because it's all him. But yeah. and he he asked this time he asked what is the most exciting gameplay or story element that came from out of the two trailers from D two three. I thought the they were showing all like the different moves and stuff um, in the different worlds, and it was really cool to watch. 
a lot of ha- a lot of stuff happened. That's the thing about it. I had to like pause. There's a each lot time. ton, ton it was of stuff. So much, so many quick cuts yeah. and so many different so things. I had to pause a little bit and you figure know- out what was what. And I was like, okay, teacups, gotcha. Yeah. I was like, bowling ball, Mike. I was like, gotcha. By the way, by the by the <laughs> way, those tea ca- those teacups are called mad teacups. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> and and the hammer from Toy Story is the hype hammer. Hype. That's awesome. Oh my god, that's so funny. Hype hammer. That's oh man. So I, 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 I love, I love the yo-yos. Like I didn't I didn't expect the yo-yos are cool. I didn't expect Sora to, you know, deal with yo-yos. But then it like it crushes yeah, but, at the end. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the surprising part of it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. But um the story element that I really love was like putting Venitos in there with Sora and like yep. Ventus in Sora which is like Venitas, and he's just like confused. He's like, I don't know how I know this name, but somehow I said it. Yeah. And then, exactly. yeah, it was it was pretty cool because he's like super serious about it, and like sort of like, yeah. what is going on? Like, because he pretty much has no idea like the back end of that, right? Sure. What is your yeah, yeah? Sure. What's your most exciting gameplay slash story moment? I think it was um, pretty much. The Vanita segment because it's like we were finally crossing into that territory of you know Ventus being inside Sora, you know, yeah, seeing what we've seen in Dream Drop Distance. So we're finally getting into that, you know, finally. I mean, and then this just the entire attitude of Vanitas, you know, like I love Vanitas' attitude towards Ventus. It's just like he's just a major douchebag to him. So it's like, yeah, definitely. So it's it's just so neat to see because, like, honestly, like you. Like, you know that Vanitas has his own, you know, his own mission himself, you know, to find Ventus, you know, so. Exactly. And and it's weird, too, because it's like you, we mentioned in the orchestra trailer that, you know, with uh, Ximnes telling Sora, you know, how do you respect to bring back Roxas? So pretty much they're going to try to extract all the hearts from Sora, it seems like. Oh, yeah. So that's, to me, that's a huge, huge thing. That's got me excited the most because they're finally going to deal with that after it was kind of you know we all knew he, you know sora has all these hearts on him in dream draw distance so yeah i'm just kind of i think that. i think that's going to lead into what the final segment of the game is all about like do you get do you guys do you guys imagine all like, those hearts what's going to happen it's gonna be like yeah, a like, sacrifice it's, it's, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was just going to say that i'm like would you say something like tragic happened with, with sora after he has all those hearts removed from him, Roxas, Ventus, um, um, possibly Shion, you know, like would that would that break Sora kind of like how it broke Ventus? It would break me. I'm sorry. Like I'm it'll just, break me. I'm exactly. just so sad yes, if it right. happens. I'm just gonna say, whatever happens in this ending segment, we are going to cry. Yep. Whether those that's gonna be happy tears or sad, or sad tears or crazy tears. I don't know, but there's going to be tears. So I would say uh, I just r- recommended a co-purchase. Uh, buy your Kingdom Hearts 3 and then, you know, just go down the aisle a little bit and buy some Kleenex. <laughs> That's all you need. And chocolate. Buy yourself some chocolate and make yourself feel better. You're going to need you're going to need some chocolate for recovery. Yeah. That's for sure. Exactly. So for so for me, uh, my most my favorite gameplay element that I saw was uh, in the Monsters Inc. section where they're running outside at night. That just looks so cool. And I also, just like runner-up, I did. I, I was very surprised by Ariel, the Ariel summon. Really like that. I think it looks super cool. Um, story-wise, I'm going to go with Riku. 
the whole Riku thing and his the reveal of his outfit and the fact that the you know the way to dawn is broken and you know it, it kind of hints at his his current situation and it also hints at you know he he talks about his other self and now you know logically speaking that's most likely uh riku replica uh which we last saw in dream drop distance but hey maybe it's maybe he's got a nobody now <laughs> i don't know <laughs> what, what what would his nobody name even be kooks no that'd be so weird no no let's 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 not make a nobody of Riku, let's just keep it at Riku and Riku replica. That's. I mean, Riku's already been through much, so much, I know, you know, yeah. and we don't we don't need to have him go through anymore. He's he's already on his road to redemption. So yep. exactly. Hey, hmm. I just want to point something out. All right, uh, just spoiler warning again. We're getting spoilers. Spoiler warning for Kingdom Hearts zero point two. Spoiler warning for zero point two. All right, all the 0.2 people that haven't finished 0.2, you can get out now. All right, so uh, speaking of Riku Replica, remember in 0.2 how they had, uh, at the ending of 0.2, they showed Riku in his Kingdom Hearts 1 outfit? I wonder if they just randomly decided to put that in there because they had Riku's model for Riku Replica because Riku Replica is always going to be the same age. That's pretty cool. Maybe. Cool, cool story, bro. So yeah, I, I, th- I think that's that, that. Those are my favorite parts. Uh, so, uh, Sabi, can you take this last one? Sure. This is from Nicole Gonzalez. Uh, Yay! Wow. <laughs> uh, do you think Kingdom Hearts Three has benefited releasing Knock on Wood in 2018? How do you think the game would have turned out if it had been released after Kingdom Hearts Two? Ah, uh, so. So has Kingdom Hearts 3 benefited from releasing in 2018? Um, so I would say as a game, yes. As a, as, as a game in and of itself, absolutely. Uh, in terms of where it sits in the public eye, in terms of where it sits as a franchise, there's, there is reason to argue no, because it has been so long and there's been you know you know you kind of lose a little bit of brand recognition when you have all these side games that nobody plays and now you show off this kingdom hearts 3 game where uh basically unless you played all of them you don't recognize most of the characters i've seen a lot of comments like that from people who think this trailer looks really cool but then now you know you got 13 years worth of games and like oops i don't know most of this stuff that's in this game what do i do and it's like the only answer is like all right you gotta play a ton of games like at least 10 of them so uh in that respect no kingdom hearts 3 does not benefit from that but as a game in and of itself absolutely it is so much a better game uh because of the evolution of technology uh the evolution of development pipeline and all of that stuff uh put together because it's releasing now it can be the best kingdom hearts 3 it can possibly be uh in terms of how i think it would be had it released after kingdom hearts 2 uh i would say look at the versus 13 trailer uh that was released in like 2011 i would say roughly those graphics it would be kind of similar to how like final fantasy 13 looks 
you know, kind of good, maybe kind of linear, not that much of an evolution gameplay wise. But now, you know, because they have Unreal Engine 4 to lean on, they were able to evolve the game a lot more. I feel like uh, all the variety that we're seeing in the gameplay, you know, you got the gummy ship being kind of open world and all that stuff. And, you know, you got the Game & Watch thing in there and you've got all these different gameplay things. I would say personally, the fact that they waited this long and decided to use Unreal Engine 4 is one of the main reasons why that is the case. Unreal Engine 4, unlike whatever they would have used for Kingdom Hearts 3 back in the day, Unreal Engine 4 is a multi-purpose game engine. It is not only good for making action RPGs. They can make literally any kind of game. The tools are in there for that. So because all the tools are in there, they can make an open world flying uh, simulating, you know, gummy ship. And they can have this 2D game and watch thing because Unreal Engine 4 has 2D engine tools. So, like, because technology has advanced and because engines are the way they are and because they're using a multi-purpose game engine, I think Kingdom Hearts 3 is way better than it would ever have been back then. So, that's just my opinion. How do you, how do you guys feel? Do you have any opinions on this? Um, I don't honestly. I don't think Nomura would be able to create anything, you know, that he want, you know, that he's doing now. If it got released yeah. right after Kingdom Hearts two, like it would be. I still think because even Nomura admitted that Kingdom Hearts one was so limited in compared to Kingdom Hearts two. But like, yeah, definitely. But going off with that, like, I still don't think Nomura could really improve on much if he used the same. You know, type of engine, you know, type of engine and coding and stuff for Kingdom Hearts 2. Exactly. I'll probably just be like more feel like Kingdom Hearts 2.5 than anything to me. Exactly. Exactly. I also think that uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the technology, uh, it doesn't look like, you, you know, you could make an argument that maybe it wouldn't have been improved that much if it seemed like they weren't taking advantage of what the PS4 has to offer. Like, if it looks like, oh, this is just a PS3 game running on a PS4. Like, for example, Last Guardian. Last The Last Guardian looks the same way it did when they showed it off for PS3. Like, it doesn't really look that much better. So you could kind of argue that, you know, Last Guardian doesn't really benefit from being on PS4. Whereas with Kingdom Hearts 3, it was designed for the ground up for PS4. And because of that, the scope and the vision for the game was designed to fully take advantage of these new consoles. So because of that, absolutely, like, there's there's no denying this is, it, it couldn't have been this good unless it was on this platform. Uh, Sabi, do you think that, like, the the fact that Kingdom Hearts three has taken so long to release, do you think that's hurt the franchise? I don't think so. Um, I think I agree with everything that you guys have said so far, um, and I, I think mean, also the like the updates of technology to allow us to do all these things would have mm-hmm. it just benefits it at the end because like which, definitely sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, and like it's not like we didn't have a Kingdom Hearts game in between, you know. 
Exactly. Yeah. We had several. Yeah. So it's... And not only that, several console quality ones. We had Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance. Yeah. So basically, it didn't really hurt. I mean, like I said, it's only those casual Kingdom Hearts fans that are hurt about it. But the real fans yeah. understand that, you know, Nomura was delivering Kingdom Hearts games, you know, each year, you know. So, so he's definitely hasn't heard it because he's just expanding the story on getting ready for what Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be about. Exactly. So, and sorry so, for interrupting you. No, Sabi. it's okay. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, like I think, I think the time itself, just because like you guys said, a game releasing every single year or so has either really, um, hindered like i guess creativity of storyline and like how what else, like how is it going to continue off of all the things that just happened because there's so much that happened right after kingdom hearts 2 and then with union cross as well and everything like that that you're kind of like where's this story going and at least with kingdom hearts 3 because there wasn't much information about it you can kind of think about what could happen um but i feel like the the game itself is going to be really long, and I'm very happy for that. Definitely. And I'll just say, the one thing that I can't wait for with the conclusion of this game is to wipe the slate clean. Start fresh for the new saga. I don't think there's I, 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 there's, a, there's no doubt in my mind that's going to happen. It's going to be start over. It. I mean, it's it's fine if it continues on chronologically, but like, I want to make it so that the stuff that happened before, we don't need to worry about it anymore, and we can just move on. And if someone comes to me and says, you know, oh, I want to play Kingdom Kingdom Hearts four, but do I need to play like all the other games before that? I want to be able to say no. I want to be able to say yes you can start at Kingdom Hearts 4 and be just fine. I want to be able to say that. I had that so exact that, conversation that's my today hope. with someone. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, do I have to play the first and the second one? And I'm like, yeah, you kind of have to. Oh, <laughs> not only the first and the second, you need to sit down for a little bit. We got to talk. Oh, no, I was just like, um, your yeah. best bet is to just get 1.5, 2.5 on PlayStation 4. And then they're like, is it any different from the PlayStation 2 version? I was like, yes, there are different ones. <laughs> Just play them. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. At this point, we're kind of getting down to the wire. So I would just say personal recommendation. If you have any people that are like that and they don't feel like necessarily playing, then like direct them to some, uh, you know, videos on YouTube that are some like, I wouldn't even say summaries of the game. Like if, if they have the time, let them watch all the cutscenes from the games. Uh, and you know, most importantly, kingdom hearts one, two birth by sleep and dream drop distance. But if they, you know, if they want to play something, play those games. And if they don't want to play anything, I guess watch summaries, but that's not going to do them well enough, but I don't know. I don't know what 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 Square Enix hopes people to do because it just seems like so insurmountable if you haven't been keeping up. But uh, anyway, so I think that pretty much pretty much wraps up our show for today. Our music for this episode 
is special. We have a cover of Oath and Don't Think Twice on piano. What? What? Kingdom Hearts 3? Yep. Caught that one early. So this one comes from Paint a Melody on YouTube that did a cover of uh, uh, Don't Think Twice, uh, you know, the new Kingdom Hearts 3 song that just came out. Uh, This is a cover of Don't Think Twice, but it also includes... He works in uh, Hikari, so Simple and Clean, and Dearly Beloved. So it's a really nice cover. Uh, I'll say that if you thought that the original Don't Think Twice was a little bit on the uh, light side in terms of emotion, this one's a little bit stronger and a little bit more bold. So I hope that'll give you an idea of what they can do with the song, with like the orchestra version or with the remix version. You know, hopefully this will give you an idea of how cool the melody of this song can be in another arrangement of it. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Our next episode is scheduled for the 27th of February. Uh, And as always, you guys can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. Yay. 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 And... Of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at Cage Ultimania. And remember, as always, if you guys like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you guys want your questions answered on the show, please send them to KHUQuestions at gmail.com. All right, guys. It's that time. It is goodbye time. Man. This was a long, long show Epis- for you yep. guys. Long, that's, it's a long episode. Yeah, that's the best part about waiting until after a big event happens. You know Exactly. Exactly. So I hope you guys enjoyed this longer episode. If you've got a long commute, you're welcome. Yep. <laughs> well, hopefully this does you well. Um, so yeah, uh, good good thing that we had news this time. Uh, hopefully we'll get some like interviews, like follow-up interviews over the course of the next few days and weeks, and we'll be able to start covering Kingdom Hearts news regularly again. I can't wait. Oh man, it's going to make writing these podcast outlines so much easier. All right, guys, say your goodbyes. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in. And hopefully you guys enjoyed not only the show, but you guys enjoyed all the information that came from D23. You know, it was you know, it was kind of getting kind of crazy. You're just sitting around waiting for things to come out. And uh, lo and yep. behold, they Here just drop not just one bombshell, but they dropped two two bombshells on yep. us. Crazy. Thanks so much, guys, for always listening. All right, guys. So I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production. Mm-hmm.